Welcome to Record Crimes. In each episode, we'll be getting into anything from copyright legal battles, crimes committed by people in the music industry, and and everything everything in between. People in the music industry? Doing illegal things? Really? itself like what it's made out of smells on its own so bad before you even wear it oh god i didn't take my toms to college ew i was um, i never had toms i was like that is gross i had like five pairs not even gonna lie i did my first pair were like the red ones and then i got like fun um patterns and then one of my cousins was like oh my god clarice loves music so they got me music sheet ones that are oh still god. in my room oh, i've never worn no. them because i'm afraid to wear them you know I've how when, seen in those you know how people are like people who were born in 1997 to 1999 are like in the middle of uh us. millennial and gen z literally us. and it just like kind of depends on like your your cultural references whether like which side you're leaning you're the fucking background? millennial core with those fucking toms yeah, dude. dude i feel that more the, millennial than really i do are. like that's funny because i am the opposite mm-hmm. you're like tiktok core and i'm tom's core that's embarrassing all right <sighs> I, don't wanna, I can't talk about it okay it. <laughs> it's triggering ah! <laughs> those red toms i can smell them that's how Ew. bad it is how are we even gonna <laughs> <laughs> do we have to cut all of that out because it was funny <laughs> what is that that rhyme smelly feet give me something good to eat trick or treat smell my feet <gasps> thank give me you something good to eat if you don't i don't, I don't care. care i'll pull, pull down, down your, your underwear. underwear oh terrible that was mean we'll pull down your underwear hi hi <laughs> that was terrible Clarice. that is gross sorry it just rhymed yeah perfect segue. a lot of things rhyme also <laughs> a lot of things rhyme doesn't make it okay does not make it okay <laughs> i want it on a t-shirt <laughs> i have like two pretty funny things to bring up pre this episode okay i also have something funny to bring up maybe one of the things is something that we're both talking about it's music related it's yours mine is also music related wait what's yours I was going to talk about how L. King, like, totally oh, no. fucked. Okay, you go first. <laughs> oh, no, I want to hear yours now. You can't just start that. Okay, so I feel like you would have known this because you went on that whole Grand Ole Opry spiel, Yeah. Like, in the Willie, no. Yeah, it was Willie something case, right? Yeah. In one I, of those episodes. I don't remember you went my on, like, own a little, case, You went on, yes. like, a little thing for a minute. Absolutely. Okay, so... L King. They call her a country singer. I didn't know she was a country singer. I only know her from that X's and O's song, but I guess she's a country singer, technically. But she's Rob Schneider's child. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she's been like dealing with some like substance like alcoholism, perhaps. Okay. I think that's alleged. That but like so she So like a few days ago. Okay. It was like, yeah, it was a few days ago. She performed at the Grand Ole Opry, a Dolly Parton tribute. And it had to be stopped early because she was so fucking drunk. 
Oh my god. And she didn't know any of the words to the songs. And so hold on. I pulled up this Vanity Fair article, put oh it in god, our are there sources. Videos on this? Oh dude, yeah. <gasps> oh it, my god. And I feel so bad because like there's this like one background singer, she's kinda like main like up on the stage, like yeah. right up front too. Oh and she like doesn't what what's what she gonna do? She's yeah. just like sitting there like hee hee hee. She's like, This and, is like, my job. The fiddle player like looks like he's about to kill himself. Like it's just like really bad. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna read this article i'll read some of it okay okay the social media account for legendary country music venue the grand old opry took to twitter on saturday to apologize for singer l king's language during a tribute concert in honor of dolly parton's 78th birthday king performed parton's marry me and appeared to forget the lyrics at one point subbing in quote I don't know the lyrics to these things in this fucking town. Don't tell Dolly because it's her birthday. She also declared, and I saw a video of this part too, quote, I'll tell you one more thing. Hi, my name is L. King and I'm fucking hammered. And I'm not even kidding. She was like, she could barely get any words out. Like, I kind of want to play it. No, oh, can I? Yeah, can I please get some of these highlights? Please, please, please. That's nuts. Dude, it was fucking nuts. Also, I don't know not how the she's going to re- apologizing on your behalf. That's, that's bad. One, that's fucking embarrassing. Two, do not disrespect Miss Dolly yeah, Parton. Yeah, what the fuck on her birthday? Also, she's alive. I don't know why that makes it worse. But it's yeah. not like <laughs> like she's going to be watching. Dude, she's literally watching. Anyone that like I wonder does if she a was Dolly there. She must have been there. Oh my god, no. I really hope not. Do you think she was? I feel like, what she, you know, I feel like maybe, but also it's her 78th and not like her 80th or her 75th. It's not like a big I birthday. So. Yeah, it's like the fucking Grand Ole Opry, though. But it's at the Grand Ole Opry. Okay, hold on. Oh, my God. Also, my mom is going to love the fact that we're talking about the Grand Ole Opry because she couldn't, like, every time she has the chance to, she just, like, tells me how much it makes her laugh. How I Are you pronounce it, it the Opry. <laughs> She tells me that so many times. Because it was pretty funny. She'll be like saying something and she'll be like, remember when you said Oprah on your podcast that is now <laughs> out in the world? Yeah, we couldn't you even can't cut take that it out because it was so funny. I was like, all right, listen, mom. So she's going to love this. Opry, Opry, Opry. You can't come Opry. for me ever again. Okay. All right, Let's go. See. Can we find it? Okay. Oh my God. That was that one. Let's see. Oh my God. Yeah, they literally tweeted. She's like, this shit fast. This shit is fast. Is Dolly seeing this? Oh, yeah, girl. You know she is. Dude, she, like, oh, but she rip. literally went, I don't know this. I don't know the, the words to this fucking song. Well. Like, she was swearing and slurring up a fucking storm, dude. And, like, I, I honestly feel, like, obviously that's super, that's a bad position to be in. I hope she's okay. Because yes. that is, like, so... There must be something really wrong oh, happening for there. Sure. Because like, she's not at to, like the beginning of her journey there's no by way, any means. There's at no that way point. you don't have an issue with alcoholism mm-hmm. and like think to get hammered before not only performing for one of like the biggest country stars of all yeah. time, Dolly Parton. But at the fucking Grand Ole Opry? Yeah, like no. Dude, and like that town too. I bet she got fucking 
harassed. I thought she oh, still yeah. is. Oh, for that sure. What happened a few days ago? She's still. She probably won't be able to live this down for a while. I think that's gonna like really hurt her career. Like, I don't even know if she's like made any sort of statement on it or anything. Like, I, I just like. I hope she's doing okay. I hope someone's like. Yeah, it I might, hope there's it's a, like. It's a wake up call for sure. Yeah, it's just like sad because especially with like social media and stuff people like it's on the internet forever dude like it's like that happened that's that's gonna be a part of her journey now yep it's very upsetting again i hope she like biography they wrote it down already biography.com yeah i hope she's okay and i hope she has like a good circle to like help her out but like oh how did no one step in how did no one like no i just like that's so troubling i mean we talk about all those artists that you know when they get up and they get on stage and at that point they've like fucked up a show like yeah they're at the bottom of the barrel like truly it's like some of their rock bottoms but like sometimes it's not and they just like continue to do that and it's really bad it's bad so hopefully people will step in especially because that's at the opry and it's gonna get a lot of backlash already has oh it already has it's everywhere places you've just showed me these videos yeah well my bit of news for the music industry is a little less it's not really less intense i just i it's it's literally two sentences okay Taylor Swift's stalker was arrested in New York City. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Um, Wait, good for them, her, honestly, finally. Yeah, at her New York City like apartment. apartment. Yeah. But I wrote, kind of looking like Post Malone. Does he Rut actually? <laughs> I didn't, I haven't seen a picture of yeah, him. So I just read the report. I know that he's been like stalking her for quite um, a while. Like yes. quite a long time. The image that they showed, like I... Pull it up. I want to see. Okay. Hold on. I saw this on Instagram and I didn't even look at the headline and I was like, why is Post Malone no, not with Post his Malone. <laughs> hands behind his back? Also, where did his tattoos go? Oh, God. Oh, God. Post Malone erased. And I, I need to find like the exact picture that I saw because it was definitely the angle. It was definitely, definitely the angle. Oh, I'm looking <gasps> at it from the side and I can oh my see God. it. It's that round face. The, oh, my God. 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 Hair. Oh, that totally oh does my look God. like him. Wow. Like, no. Oh, Posty, I'm sorry, like, baby. Posty, this could Posty, never be you. you look so clean cut compared to this guy. Like, don't even worry. But yeah, like, how for does a he very... look grimier than Post Malone? Sorry, Post Malone. Sorry. I like you. I think you're cool. But, but like, like, you he know, looks, how yeah. is that possible that he he's looks got a grimier? long scraggly beard, which isn't good either. But quick glance i was like oh my god and then i was like oh wait you're like no post malone literally like a second in between those realizations but i was like i need to share this because that's a big deal yeah so stalker is stalking no more i how long had he been stalking her do we know i know she's had quite a few like pretty like dangerous seeming stalkers like uh, of Unfortunately, that does come with the territory of being one of the biggest stars in the world. Mm-hmm. But I th- I might be mixing him up with someone else, but I do think that she has like a f- uh, few that have been like long time problems for her. Yikes. Like, what like a very, nightmare. Yeah. yeah. So. That's why being famous isn't fun, guys. You think you want it until. Well, it's also like people are so unhinged. Yeah. It's just like, well. Literally. Yeah. You want it until fucking Walmart brand postie shows up at your. Yeah, for real. Place. Post Malone, you could never be that bad. Seriously. Yeah. Love you forever. Also, talks about looking rough. I had one of the funniest 
interactions Mm -hmm. with a coworker, like at work recently. Okay. Like funniest of all time. And it's like one of those sayings, shout out my ex coworker Susie, little Sue's Cruz, who was like, I have a drinking problem. Wait, Sue's Cruz? I call her the Sue's Cruz. You do not. She has I a drinking do. problem. It's fucked up, Clarice. Well, you know what she says? Like, like when you, you drink something like and it goes... Cruise. and you Well, I know, but like when it goes down the wrong... The wrong pipe. pipe instead of being like, oh, I went down the wrong pipe, she goes, I have a drinking problem. And I think oh, that is so funny. I've told I you about you this. I thought you meant she had like an... No, 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 no. Not oh, like an actual drinking God. problem. But you scared I've me. I was like, before. how dare you call you her? You don't remember Jesus the drinking Cruz. problem. So now I use that now because I think no. it's hilarious. That is funny. Okay. Sorry. Um, I thought I was about to get really But mean you're right. Booze Cruise. You. That's why I called her Sue's Cruise because she was like, I have a drinking problem. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I'm there. I'm um, with you now. So that was another good reaction. But this reaction happened with one of my other coworkers. And there was a customer sitting at the counter mm-hmm. who looking at her computer literally looked like she was like on the verge of a mental breakdown. I feel that. Like, tears welling in the eyes, running her hands through her hair every five seconds, like, pulling it out. And I'm like, oh, girl. Oh, no, queen. Like, if anyone said anything to her, good or bad, it would just explode. Yeah. Like, you know it. And she'd been there for a while, sitting. Yeah. And then one of my coworkers just, like, comes up and, like, looks past my shoulder, like, at the girl. Mm -hmm. And just goes, oh, looks like it's her last day and i'm like last day i'm like are you talking to me like it's not my last day at work and he's like he's like no looks like it's her last day on earth oh my god (laughs) i can't even like no honestly like i've been there girl queen i'm so sorry and then i was i just oh my god i was like Looks like her last day. I'm never having a mental breakdown in public again because if someone makes a comment like that and I overhear it, I will be my last day because what the hell? And I was like, that looks like her last that would, day. That would be my, ni- that would be my I, uh, what is it, 10th reason? What is it, 13th reason? That'll be my 13th reason. <laughs> that would have been funnier if I knew but the name. <laughs> that, the way that I like laughed so hard that like no sound came out and I just like winded myself. I love when you laugh like that. Oh, and I, we had a few of those moments uh, this weekend when we all hung oh my out gosh. with our friends. Flaming Beaver. Flaming Beaver. Zach almost peed his pants, I yes. think. Yes, and I did, I had that cackle. It was one of the best things. But now I'm going to use that. Like whenever yeah. someone's feeling it or I'm feeling it, I'm just going to be like... Looks like it's your last day. It, that was you at me walking into your apartment just now. <laughs> yes. Like, not even kidding. It's like, hi, Lisa. You were like, hey, having a hard time, buddy? Having a hard time. Looks like it's your last day. Looks like it's your last day. I would have walked out. <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't say that to me. <laughs> well, I really hope I see that customer later. I really hope, I hope it wasn't her good. last day. I hope she's okay. Maybe it was her last day at work, and that's why she was upset, but not her last day here on Earth. Thank God. Let's God, pray. But- looks like it's your last day looks like it's your last fucking day dude yeah dude so that was those are the things that i had to bring up pre this episode i love that thank you for sharing i know i had to jot it down literally every time that something funny happens that i'm like this is great pod material i you write it down i write it in my notes app shut up and then i come home and i scramble to my computer and i'm like I was like, I gotta put this. Yeah, literally, I was like, this just in. I have to put <laughs> my like telegraph my yeah. Morse code. I was like, I have to put this on the the document, and I do every Aww, time. That's cute. I like that you do that. I um yeah. don't do that, so <laughs> I just don't want to forget them. 
We should all be writing things down that make us laugh to revisit and make us laugh again. Exactly. Let's do that. Let's start that. Let's start that. You've already started that. I have. I've <laughs> done it my whole life. Aye. So Clarice was supposed to go first today. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing a normal episode. Normal app. We both brought a story, a little short-lived story. Yeah. I had to tell Clarice what I was doing beforehand, though, because I was going to yes. go last. And I know we, we have like a little cannot, thing yes. at the end now to like kind of pick us up. But I don't but think no, we could be not picked gonna up need from it. this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to avoid that altogether. I need to go first because mine's like super Yet again, I'm sad. picking up the pieces. <laughs> I mean, someone in this duo has to I do have, it. It's yes. not going to be me. It's not going to be me. <laughs> Because it's your last day. It's my fucking last day here. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, all right. So you're going to go first. I know what you're talking about, but the world doesn't know. So why don't you... Surprise. Um, why don't you let us know? All right. Today I'm going to talk about the life and death of Christina Grimmy. Um, this one... I have been, honestly, usually I say I've been wanting to do this for a while. I have been actively avoiding this one. Yeah. Because this one is, like, very personal to me. I'm very... I found her on YouTube very early on in her Mm -hmm. career. And I just, like, watched her grow. And just, like, seeing all of that get cut short was, like... I think one of the, like, first, like, you know, kind of, like... I don't know. That one just, like, hits... It hit me different. I don't know. When I also, like, I remember the first, like, not to be super-duper grim, but also, like, I remember the first time that I heard about a school shooting on the news. Yeah. And the way that it affected me. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that this event was so, like, real-world evil shit. Yeah, That nothing really hits the same as, like, the first time you hear... Or experience something as traumatic as that? Yeah, yeah, you so know... this might have been your thing. Yeah, like, I know I have, like... I feel like everyone can say, like, oh, I knew where I was when, like, Michael Jackson died. Yeah. Or, like, I definitely think that Amy Winehouse was that mm-hmm. one for me where I was, like, she fucking died, dude. Like, I remember yeah. when that happened. And I was, I was like, younger. But, like... Mm-hmm. But this one, like, I don't know. I think because, like, I just, like, saw her rising up and she hadn't really, like, gotten to that level of fame right. quite yet. But she, like, very easily could have. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it, like, I was like, oh, fuck. I yeah. felt like it was, like, more like my friend. Yes. Rather than, like, this, like, superstar That's fair. Thing. Yeah, so it was a little more intimate. Yeah, yeah. That's a good word for it. It was very intimate. Okay, so I know we've also mentioned this, like... Uh, a third episode so yeah, long ago. Yeah, oh my god, that was fucking a year ago. Yeah. That we recorded that. Like, actually. Over a year ago. Dang. Yeah, I've been avoiding it since then. <laughs> we've been avoiding it for a year. Yeah. But here but we are. I had, like, a much uh, more intense case that I had done all the research on, and then I was like, no, I need something shorter. <laughs> Too long! Too, Too long. long. I guess I'm just gonna, like, you know... Do it. Do it. So... Born Christina Grimmie on March 12th, 1994 in Marlton, New Jersey. She was also raised there. Um, She had a pretty standard childhood from what I found. Her mom was a receptionist until she was diagnosed with breast cancer. So she like wasn't able to work and she kind of had to go through that for a while. Mm -hmm. And her dad like worked at Verizon. So kind of humble beginnings, I guess. Not like not really like, yeah, it was just like normal girl. Mm-hmm. She always wanted to be a singer from as early as age four, saying in an interview once, quote, I've always sang and I've always had a gut feeling that I wanted to sing. Her dad noticed her singing abilities around the age of six and like kind of pushed her to maybe like 
you know, play around with that, play the piano, kind of things like that. She had some like piano lessons, a little older, maybe like 10. But she did say that she had kind of like a really hard time reading notes. So she mostly learned by ear, which is very relatable. Very common. That's like exactly what happened to me where I was like, I had piano lessons for a while and I was like, I something's not clicking here but like it was so much easier to do it by ear for me so christina grew up christian and she was very inspired by contemporary christian artist stacy orco orico but um some of her other influences were christina aguilera celine dion whitney houston lady gaga beyonce and even some like kind of like more metal and rock artists like metallica iron maiden tool and pantera Ooh. Christina also cited her mother, Tina, a major inspiration for her musical ke- career. She was a three-time breast cancer survivor. She did end Gosh. up passing away in, like, I think 2019. Okay. But she was had, like, a very long on-and-off struggle with breast cancer. So Christina really had, like, a huge... She's so strong and, like, yeah. really inspiring. In 2009, when she was 15... Her friends and family persuaded her to share her music with the world. And this was, like, around the time that YouTube was, like, kind of coming up. Yeah, popping off. Yeah, so, like, but it was still, like, kind of small enough where you didn't have to be, like, a big YouTuber to gain a following. Right. Um, So she started posting YouTube covers as Zelda X Love 64. Just, like... It's cute. Like, such a 15-year-old username, dude. Like, it's just, like, oh. And that username was, like, inspired by her childhood. Her and her brother used to bond. Like, she said that she would watch him play Zelda, and that was, like, a big thing for them to, like, bond about and stuff. Like, they were really close. Yeah, I'm also, like, not a video game player. I'm a video game watcher. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of, like, a younger sibling thing to do. Like, you're not a younger sibling, so, like, that's funny that it's, like, Yes, I had my own games, but they were not, like, Zelda. Yeah. I was playing Lego (laughs) Indiana Jones, guys. Oh, that's a good one. Lego Star Wars. I was playing, like, Wii. (laughs) Yes, Guitar Hero. Or Nintendo 64. I think I played a lot of Kirby. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, that's where we're similar. Yeah, yeah. Now, you won't catch me on these Xbox games. No, no, Sorry, no. y'all. We did not have an Xbox. No. So her first cover, again, this is like just like so 15-year-old, was Hannah Montana, Don't Want to Be Torn, which is like, oh my God. Hannah. I know. And her first like cover to kind of like gain traction was Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. What of a course. great song. I fucking know, also, dude. Also, how bold of someone to cover that for YouTube. I know. And like, she that's was... like a car song, like mm-hmm. in a club. That's not like a performance song that you do like for a talent show. Yeah. But she, but she d- propped she... herself up and did it anyway. But she also like, she would like accompany herself too. And she was very like, the way that she did her covers she also just had like an insane voice like truly Mm -hmm. insane voice so like the way that she would do these covers like weren't like necessarily like anything super crazy she wasn't like reharming all the shit but like she literally like she had her own spin on it in the way where you were like fuck yeah you're like i vibe with this yeah Yeah. so around a year after like posting her first video her channel grew to more than half a million subscribers and her videos had over 10 million views collectively which is 
fucking insane, especially because early days. Yeah, literally YouTube. early. YouTube. So she also had other interests, obviously, with like the video games and stuff like that. So she also streamed on Twitch, which I do believe was also kind of in its early mm-hmm. heyday. So she was really like kind of like growing her audience in that way. Or in her junior year of high school, she started homeschooling and growing her YouTube channel collaborating with other music YouTubers, and she gained even more success after she covered Just a Dream by Nelly. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that song? Love that song. Yeah, that's a good song. With fellow YouTubers Sam Tsui and Kurt Hugo Schneider. In the My YouTube competition, do you remember that? No. Oh my gosh. YouTube used to have like a competition thing where you could like vote. Like Eurovision? No, it was, like, online. Like, it was just, like, oh, my God, these videos are kind of popular. Like, you vote for your best ones or whatever the fuck. Interesting. Or, like, YouTubers. Okay. Dude, I am not chronically online. I just, like, I was always on YouTube as a child. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So, in that competition, she (laughs) placed second. And who who placed number one? Selena Gomez. So, that was, like, her level of, like, fucking Okay. Okay, here we are. Yeah. So, and again she's just like doing this from her home in new jersey like yeah. she's at that level already so this attention obviously allowed her to have like a greater reach and selena gomez's mother mandy teefy discovered her i'm assuming from this like number one number two mm-hmm. on the youtube thing but maybe not so she discovered her and began to be her manager under her husband, Brian Teefee's company, LH7 Management. Okay. So that's like fucking huge because Selena Gomez has been in the industry for ever. Yeah, Since literally. like a small child. Child star. So it's like beautiful placement. Yeah. Her brother also jumped in eventually and acted as her like tour manager, like her road manager. Okay. At this time, Selena Gomez was making her way on from like Disney star to kind of into the more music industry. I know yes. that's kind of like the pipeline for a lot of Disney stars, but like yeah. she was kind of going a little like an edgy kind of thing. Yes. In the heyday. <laughs> Demi Lovato lead the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this was when she was Selena Gomez and the scene. Like that was like her band or whatever. Oh my god. It's fucking classic, dude. So Christina actually began like to sing backup in that band. <gasps> yeah. And Selena and her mom became like her mentors. Like they okay. became like kind of close. She's, like, <laughs> she's still growing her channel. She's performing. She's she went to the first ever Digitour. Do you I remember Dude, that. That's fucking huge. Digitour like was ginormous. Yes. That's still happening, you think? Probably, right? I wonder if it's it's probably different. It's way different now. It has to be. Mm-hmm. So along with continuing to post like covers on YouTube, even though she's like kind of on the road, on the road, like doing things, you know, she went from singing background vocals for with the scene mm-hmm. uh, to opening for various artists like Selena Gomez in the mm-hmm. scene, Jonas Brothers and All Star Weekend, which <gasps> I have not thought about All Star Weekend since like, I don't know. I'm just like having all this nostalgia. Wow, <laughs> dude. In June of 2011, she released an EP independently called Find Me. Love that EP. And um, (laughs) it's so good. And this debuted at number 35 on the Billboard 200. Wow. Yeah, so it was pretty big. She performed at bigger events, and she even got some commercial work with huge companies like Doritos. Oh, 
and um, a commercial for the Xbox Connect. Do you fucking remember the Xbox Connect, dude? Dude, dude, we're just like putting (sighs) ourselves back in this. I am so in this headspace right now. Like truly, I can smell it. Like actually, the the Doritos or the Xbox? Can you smell? It, yes. Yeah. <laughs> In early 2012, she moved to LA, and she got an agent at Creative Artists Agency, mm-hmm. and she was still kind of like loosely being associated with Radio Disney because of Selena Gomez on right. the scene. So she was like getting radio play there. She also eventually got a sh- like a few months web show on Disney.com called Power Up with Christina Grimmie. Okay. So I think she just kind of like yeah. shared her stuff there. By 2013, her videos had 375 million views collectively and 2 million subscribers, which I think right now that doesn't seem like a lot because a lot of like YouTubers and a lot of like TikTok people have yeah. like millions of followers. But again, in 2013, this, that was yes. unbelievable. Literally, when did Vine come out? Uh, Twenty somewhere around 15? there. 2014, 15? Yeah, it was before we graduated, but it died also yeah. before we graduated. Yeah. So that's like... No, I think it was like maybe eighth grade. I feel like I remember making Vines. It's 2012. So it's like a, okay, so it was around here. So this is pre that. But even then, even having like a, there was like two or three people that had a million followers on Vine. I know, exactly. So. Like, that's just it. Like, that's what video streaming platforms or video apps were created. Yeah. Like, this was the main one. People forget that. Yeah. That's nuts. I know YouTube is so different now. Not in like a bad way. It's just different. It's just just like odd. Oversaturation. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. She released in August of 2013 her debut album called With Love. Which had some success commercially, but it was kind of people like critics said it was, you know, it had room. She had room to grow, mm-hmm. but they said it was like it wasn't bad. It was right. good. It was so she charted on the Billboard like lists in the hundreds and number twenty on the U.S. Independent Albums Billboard list, which is pretty okay. good too. Yeah. In 2014, she auditioned for The Voice season six, and that was before The Voice got all fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sorry. I'm mad because they gave me a call back and then never called me back. <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> Fucking voice. Sorry, the voice. Um, it's okay. She sang an actually insane rendition of Wrecking Ball. Because, again, she has, like, an insane range. So she was, yeah. like, belting it the fuck out. And, obviously, all four judges loved her. I was about to say they turned their chairs. Oh, all of them. They went pew, pew, They pew. were, like, immediately... And, like, dancing in their chairs. They were, like, holy shit. Because it just, like, kept getting... I'm going to show you some after this. Like, some of my favorite covers of hers. Mm-hmm. Because I bet it was it's, like, it blows my mind. So, of course, they also, like, see her potential for huge stardom. Not only because of her vocal abilities, but she also has a really great, like, stage presence. Because, yeah. you know, and she already kind of has an audience, you know? Speaking of her range and vocal abilities, she could sing more than three octaves, which is That's very impressive. And Usher, when he was on The Voice, called her a baby Celine Dion. And Shakira noted that her high register was out of this world. Wow. Yeah. And like all of them were like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. People were 
very shocked when she did not win The Voice season six. She did make it to third place. Um, and her covers on The Voice, you know how they like release mm-hmm. the, whatever. They had a lot of success on iTunes and Spotify. Okay. So, Is The Voice like American Idol where if you win, you have like a mm-hmm. contract? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. So it's probably best to not win. Yeah, I would say so. Because then if you're like really that successful, like you're, you're like kind of locked up. in. Yeah. yeah that's true like you'll get picked up regardless that's why like to this day i what's his name adam lambert thank you mm-hmm. um i'm really happy he didn't win there's a lot of people that i think at the point where adam lambert was on mm-hmm. american idol like the winners had been like a little like disappointing in the years following yes. their win i obviously there's not right. all of them but, but i like, feel like he wouldn't be as successful as he is right now if he had won because he would have been trapped in that contract so to speak but yes no i totally agree i think also like the voice like it had like the potential to be to make these like big stars like similarly to early mm-hmm. seasons of american idol but i think american idol like the winners were already kind of like eh, it's not it's like similar to what you just said it's yeah. not like it's not totally necessary for you to win to get like a record deal exactly. off of those shows exactly and i think that kind of like came a little earlier for in like the voices run True. But there's a lot of people that were on The Voice that have gone like huge. Like Melanie Martinez is always mm-hmm. someone that I think about on The Voice. Okay. I don't know. So, anyway. Anyway. During The Voice, Adam Levine expressed his desire to sign Christina Grimmie to his record label, 222 Records. Mm. Lil Wayne also showed interest in signing her to Young Money Entertainment. But she ultimately decided to sign with Island Records, which is a record company under Universal Music Group. Gotcha. She consistently performed and posted covers for her large following while also writing and recording her second album, which was exciting because not only did she have this like very loyal YouTube following and new fans from The Voice, she also now had a record label. Boom. In February of 2015, um, she collaborated with Dove Cameron and made a music video for What a Girl Is, an original song for Dove's show on Live and Maddie. I do. Oh my God, that just unlocked. Yeah. Like Disney Channel commercials. I think in my I brain. was just like a slightly too old for Live and Maddie. Mm-hmm. I think that was like right when I stopped watching. Yes. That was like the cutoff for me, I think. Yes, I remember seeing commercials though. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I also do want to say this isn't like a dig at her, obviously, but like I do feel like if she kind of like broke out of that like Disney thing a lot I sooner, I don't know. I I I mean that's like where she had her connections, I True, guess. True, I guess. And she didn't have like I, she fit. In, she wasn't like swearing in her songs, and mm-hmm. she kind of had like a clean yeah. vibe. You know what I mean? Like how Disney likes to keep them all Absolutely, put together and shit. Yeah. So maybe that's why. But like. Yeah. I don't know. That's fine. I just think that sometimes that, like, hinders some... Stunts growth. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Disney. Sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) You wearing Disney PJs right now? Yeah. Anyway, they have... It's it's my holiday treats. It has waffles on it. That's why I'm actually wearing it, because it has waffles and cookies. That's cute. And cake pops and sprinkles. Anyway. Love it. (laughs) So March of that same year, she was dropped from Island Records, which is sad. So her new album release was delayed to late 2015. Okay. It's like the end of the year. Um, She still did release a few singles after getting dropped, like Cliché and Stay With Me, which charted number five on the iTunes electronic charts Mm -hmm. or iTunes charts. 
She also secured a spot to be an opener in the 2015 iHeartRadio Music Festival after winning the iHeartRadio slash Macy's Rising Star contest. On July 2nd, she released her third single, Shrug, and... In September, she was one of 16 international artists, including like people like Paul McCartney, mm. to record the charity single Love Song to the Earth, which raised climate change awareness. Did that just unlock a memory, yes, too? I yeah. know that one. Oh, my Dude. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I know that one. I know. It's kind of crazy. Like that one and um, the Beach Boys one. Oh, yes. Yeah. That one and the Beach Boys one both made me cry. I get it. When they would have their own little snippet. I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's them. I'm I like, know. who is it going to be now? Oh, my God, you. And all these people coming up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass away. Remember when people cared about climate change? Oh. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not about you, Alyssa. On February 21st, 2016, uh, Christina Grimmie released her second EP titled Side A which consisted of four songs and she made an announcement that side B the side B release was going to follow soon after before mm-hmm. the album release by the end of the year. Right. And she started like she was still performing and all this. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me switch for a moment. I know we all know where this is going, but trigger warning. I just like this is bad. It's like very okay. scary, you know, yeah. but like ugh. um so I'm going to talk about a man named Kevin James Loyable. Loyable. Okay, we don't care. Anyway. I'm going to just call him Kevin. Kevin uh, was a resident of St. Petersburg, Florida. He was a part-time worker at the local Best Buy. He was described by people who knew him as a hermit and seemed to have no history of mental illness, although he did have some, what I am nicely putting, quirks, um, such as covering his bedroom windows with aluminum foil and heavy curtains due to a quote aversion to light so like true hermit incel yeah incel core okay being one of the many fans of christina grimmy his fanship took a more obsessive route with those close to him saying that he would often talk about marrying her and he told his friends that they were soulmates and they were destined to be together he made all these claims about, like, knowing her and playing online games with her. That was obviously false. Mm-hmm. But, like, he began to undergo some major physical changes um, in order to appeal to her more, oh. such as losing around 50 pounds, mm-hmm. getting LASIK, his teeth whitened, and hair transplants. Oh. It all happened in, like, a pretty short period of mm-hmm. time as well. So June 10th rolls around. Christina Grimmie was performing with the band Before You Exit at the Plaza Live in Orlando. And this is in 2016, mm-hmm. 2015, 16. So he made travel accommodations to and from Orlando, armed with two handguns, two full loaded magazines, and a hunting knife. He, I have to say allegedly here, but I saw many pictures of this note. Mm-hmm. He allegedly left a note on his door before he left saying quote deepest sorrow for lost to family friends and fans of the deep very talented loving christina grimmy no other comments he meant comments obviously Mm -hmm. and then he headed out to orlando 
<laughs> According to the Orlando police, the bags of the attendees would normally have been checked, but there were no metal detectors at this venue, nor were the attendees, like, patted down. Okay. One witness did complain to, that the security was concerned about food and beverages being brought into the feeder, but did not catch Kevin's weapons. Literally. Witnesses at the at the venue also described Kevin as, quote, nervous and, quote, kind of creepy. Great. Around 10 after the show, it ended, like, right at 10, she went outside and started to, like, talk to her fans, like, did a kind of, like, impromptu meet and greet and signed autographs. Something, like, huge and I think really helped her gain a lot of fans, like, over the course of her very short career was her kind of like ability to stay humble and kind and show her appreciation mm -hmm. to she her fans she interacted with her fans constantly yeah. like she like that was like a huge part of like yeah. her thing you know like that was like a reason why so many people like loved her because mm -hmm. she was so i love you guys and like you could tell she like fucking meant it you yeah. know so she was just like you know she had really loyal fans too yes. because of that and that's just, like, a really, I don't know, she was so sweet. Yeah. I know she wasn't, like, huge, huge at the time, but even artists, like, at this, like, same level would, some of them would not be so humble and, yeah, like, go out fans, and, like, interact yeah. with their fans, you know? So, I don't know. I think that was just, like, kind of telling. Yeah, absolutely. So, about a half an hour into this meet and greet, she was approached by who she thought was another fan, a 27-year-old, Kevin. She opened her arms for a hug as Kevin pulled out a Glock pistol and shot her three times point-blank range, once in the head and twice in the chest. He was quickly tackled by Christina's brother, Marcus, who again was like on her, her mm -hmm. tour manager. Right. And they began to struggle on the ground before he broke free and saw that there was no escaping, so he shot himself fatally. The Orlando Centennial described his motive as, quote, if I can't have you, then no one else can, and I'm going to possess you by taking your life, which I feel is pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, people performed CPR on Christina before being taken to the hospital, but before it was even 11 p.m., she was pronounced dead at age 22. 20 fucking two, dude. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, like, so vividly remember reading about mm -hmm. this, like, when it fucking happened. Yeah. And, like, I, this was, like, when I was, like, on Twitter, and I thought this was fake. Because people at the venue were, like, oh, my God, something is happening. Yeah. What do you, What yeah. the fuck, dude? So her brother Marcus was credited with saving the lives of over 100 others who could have been hurt. Mm -hmm. Orlando Police Chief John Mina said during a news conference, quote, very heroic actions by Marcus Grimmie to jump in, and it definitely could pre have prevented further loss of life, which I I think, yes, it definitely did. Absolutely. You have an active shooter. what a fucking insane fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Christina's death led to calls for increased security at performing arts venues, even like the smaller ones, and also created a discussion about gun control and mental health, which... I don't know if the mental health thing really had a lot to do with it, but, like, sure, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you obviously are a little fucking deranged if you feel like that's the right motive to go. Well, he was living in, like, a reality where he was, like, she's marrying me. Like, she's, like, yeah. he... He was obviously delusional, but it's just, yeah. like... Ugh, yeah. I don't know. So, do you know how I 
talked about how Pantera was like a big mm-hmm. like inspiration, like mm-hmm. part of her influences. Right. So in 2004 is when Daryl Abbott died. got shot yeah, in a very back. similarly small venue. The band noticed like the similarities between like these two murders and mm-hmm. urged concert promoters and club owners to impose stronger measures to protect artists from quote gun wielding fanatics adding quote sadly that's not the case and another rising star had to pay the consequences with her life just like i can't imagine how they felt too like watching this fucking happen again dude like dude when you go to these small venues too, with like it's not like you're at like a Taylor Swift concert mm-hmm. or like someone ginormous. Like mm-hmm. you think like it's fine, nothing bad can happen. I'm just like be who bopping, you know? But it's like yeah. it's like the world we live in today. Yeah, and it's also like I've seen a few artists that could be at big venues, but they decide on the smaller venues and it almost feels more special. Yeah, absolutely. And there's like that feeling going around too, where you're like, this is more it's meaningful. Like, yeah, for, yeah. It's like more intimate. It's yeah, more like, for both the artist and the listener. Totally. And it's like with all those emotions heightened, mm-hmm. it feels even more evil. Absolutely. To act on that. Absolutely, dude. That's such a good way to put it. Like, yeah. I totally agree. Like, that's why it's so traumatizing. Is because they're like, it's such a close knit thing where everyone is supposed to be at their most vulnerable yeah and you really choose to open yourself up to that just to have fucking freak fucking freak nut job stupid ass motherfucker come in nauseous so in uh february of 2017 the grimmy family announced their plans to create a foundation in her honor named the christina grimmy foundation Its purpose was to support those affected by gun violence and also breast cancer. Not like at the same time, obviously. Mm -hmm. The foundation frequently hosts events in her honor to ensure that Grimmy's death is not the end of her story. Just like... Yeah. She was also like big on animal rights activism in her lifetime and participated in fundraising events for the Humane Society. The Christina Grimmy... um, Animal Medical Fund was created in her honor, and she posthumously won the Impact Award uh, from the industry for her animal rights activism. She also worked with PETA to promote pet adoption after adopting a dog in 2014. Mm -hmm. In her honor, she received a leaf on PETA's Tree of Life, which honors heroes for animals. Aww. Which is like, I don't really like PETA that much, but that's nice. That's nice. The Tree of Life. Before her death, she had made a four-part video series for her EP Side A. Mm -hmm. July of 2016, Brian Teefee announced that the videos would debut via Billboard, then be featured on her YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So all of those were kind of released like a week apart. Okay. So those are all up on YouTube as well. Before her death, obviously, she was making a motion picture acting debut in The Matchbreaker, by directed by Caleb Vetter. This film was released in October of 2016 and then digitally in December. So all of this is like, this could have been like so huge for her. Yeah, literally. She posthumously received her only Teen Choice Award in 2016. Also won the Choice Web Star in Music. 
It was her third nomination. The televised ceremony actually did cause, like, backlash. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, and I do remember this as well, people kind of were like, you're using her to promote watching the whole program kind of Mm -hmm. thing, where they're like, we're going to, I don't know, they were just kind of, like, using it for press and stuff. They said her name was used to promote the show, but never mentioned during the broadcast, despite the inclusion of a tribute to victims of gun violence. Her fans also called out the Emmys for excluding Christina Grimmie from their In Memoriam. Mm. Yeah, so people were kind of clickbaity and yeah. like, that's fucking disrespectful shit. She, her family released some posthumous singles from her side B mm-hmm. and they also released her first posthumous album, All Is Vanity, um, on June 9th in 2017. Okay. In May of 2018, she released, or like her family released another single called Little Girl, which Christina wrote and recorded to support her mother who was battling breast cancer. Mm. And then in 2020 and 2021, they released um, a few more original songs as well. Wow. Yeah. So she so had, she, had she was sitting these... on a, like a lot of music. And Holy in 2022. Cow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like COVID. Mm-hmm. Actually, I remember you talking about this. Yeah. So I can't be that surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I think I mentioned it to you off the pod that like, it, it's always so weird to me. Like when, not weird. It's like. But it's, it's always weird just that like she's so not here yeah and like the like, posthumous album releases yeah. always kind of like mess me up a little bit because yeah. like then people who are like if that's how they're introduced to their music and then they have to like look into it and see that that's like yeah it's just fucked up yeah that always fucks me up dozens of artists and other celebrities took to social media in response to her death obviously her former coach adam levine um blake shelton selena gomez she tearfully dedicated her performance of Hillsong's Transfiguration to Christina Grimmie um, at her Miami concert the following night on June 11th. I can't imagine how she felt like performing mm-hmm. like the night after it, but she canceled, um, Selena Gomez canceled a meet and greet schedule to take place that night, citing fear and grief. And she later checked herself into rehab and put her whole tour on hold. So this, like, had a huge effect on Selena Gomez as well. Like, they were tight. Jeez. Other performers dedicated performances to Christina Grimmie, such as Justin Bieber, Sabrina Carpenter, Demi Lovato, Maroon 5, 21 Pilots, Charlie Puth, and Rachel Platten. Dove Cameron expressed her grief on Twitter, like, Before You Exit, who she performed with them that Mm -hmm. night. I went to a 21 Pilots concert in 2016. Oh, shit. Like, summer of 2016. Dude, you are probably there when they dedicated oh my gosh. performance. Um, I need to look at... I need to fact check that, but I definitely did. That's when I went to, like, a few. Yeah. Dude, that's spooky. Kind of, like, a nice little ending, as nice as this can be. Mm-hmm. A petition was created on Change.org to honor her, a fan of the video series... Or video game series, The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. By naming a non-playable character after her in the upcoming Legend of Zelda game set to be released in 2017. It was signed by over 70,000 people. Wow. But unfortunately, nothing came of it. Oh. 
Uh, she was also scheduled to appear at E3 2016. The president of Nintendo of America, Reggie Phils Amy, gave his condolences to her. And then soon, like around the same time, was the Orlando nightclub shooting. Oh, yeah. Um, before announcing the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And people in, like, the Legend of Zelda community still kind of, like, remember her as, like, a big part of this. Wow. Anyway. Um, All right. Well, that's done. You did that. You did a very good job. I didn't cry. So no, that's you didn't good. cry. I'll probably cry later. It's an insane story. It's insane. Really and upsetting. I just, like, I feel like I'm there. I don't yeah. know. Like, that one just, like, always has hit me so hard every time I think about it. Yeah. So everyone go listen to Christina Grimmy tonight. Go listen to her covers. Some of my favorite are Titanium and um, Wrecking Ball. I also think I she was like a big part in like why I wanted to learn how to play piano. Yeah. Like she's kind of the only reason I know how to play chords on there mm -hmm. because I saw she's obviously a lot better than me. But like I would like watch her videos like oh, over and over again yeah. to try to learn like mirrored like how to mm -hmm. how she was playing it and that was like kind of the only reason i okay. knew how to semi do chords on piano like she was just like really big in my musical career chords with christina dude fucking fuck everything i That's miss her insane. well you did a very good job with that i'm glad we're not ending on this no absolutely not my story is not as serious can i pee yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Before you did your whole entrance, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. In light of a few things. <laughs> God. One being that we're going to talk about Britney's book. Yes. Um, in a few weeks. And I feel like this topic does a really great segue yeah, into that. Totally. As we'll find out. And because the Super Bowl is coming up next month as well mm -hmm. and that means like you know all this talk about halftime performances who's performing this year uh sure that's so random but i love that um which i love because you also brought him up in your story oh yeah which i'm like whoa spooky how that all kind of comes together so we'll be hearing a lot about halftime performances and stuff that'll be kind of like the memes that we're dealing with oh yeah always i want to talk about a crime this week and it's not so much a crime as it is like legal consequences mm -hmm. that a lot of performing artists can experience like while being on live television mm -hmm. aka like how you were talking about earlier about miss um yeah. grand Ole opry <laughs> and nothing is more scandalous and consequential than a Super Bowl halftime performance gone astray. Dude, because are like I even watch that and I hate sports. Yeah, like everyone, everyone fucking watches the Super everyone, Bowl it's like halftime the one show. Day a year where it's like the most views on television. Yeah. Like everyone is fucking like, watching. No, it's like we all come together as a society to sit there and watch and judge the halftime show. Yeah, literally. Like That's it. It's like it's that on in day. every single household. It's that day, and everyone came together to um, circle around Kelly Clarkson when she won American Idol. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> same same amount of views. Point blank. No, it totally was. So I just feel like we were all unified in that moment. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> like American flag in the background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
anthem. Yes. All right. So today we're going to end this with the Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake 2004 Nipplegate Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> I think, Clarice, you literally love anything with the word gate in I it. I do. Like, you really do. Like, you need to do every single scandal. Open the gates. Like, whoa. I didn't like that. Um, I didn't call this nipple gate. I know I you didn't, but quoted, still. But I will find them. No, I you're going to find, find all of the gates. Side note, this is not related whatsoever to, like, a scandal. But, like, okay. my latest obsession has been watching Southern um, Charm. Southern Charm, the original, the OG season, which is in Charleston. And, like, one of the girls this season, she bought herself a house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I bought myself a house. And then she's like giving her mom the tour of the house. And there's like a picture on the inside. And she's like, this is like the picture of the house, mm-hmm. like back in the day. But like the gate in this picture is not the same gate that we have. Because during the Civil War in Charleston, at least, and a lot of other like Southern places, people like, gave up their iron gates to make cannons and like weapons. Oh, they melted it down and repurposed it. So what? it's like if you had a gate in Charleston during the Civil War that was like... You had you were, to give it up? You were against the Confederacy. It was like frowned upon if you didn't give up your gate. Girl, what? And I was like, gate. <laughs> like, okay, that's all the connection. Weird, like, yeah. Just like, weird. What the hell? Weird gate history for you. Oh okay, anyway. Okay. So a little overview. In 2004, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake were headlining the Super Bowl halftime show. Were headlining? Did I headlining? You said headlighting. Okay. Well, that's funny because <laughs> nipples. Oh, my headlights. My headlights are on. They were indeed. But they were headlining the Super Bowl halftime show. And for most of the performance, they were killing it. When at the very end, JT had another show-stopping idea. And it landed Janet Jackson in a lot of legal and career trouble. And he basically didn't face any consequences himself. Shocked. Which is a key part of this. Are we shocked? So let's get into it. Let's talk about Janet Jackson for a second. Who is she? If you don't. Queen. You've been living under a rock since the beginning of the earth. (laughs) You fucking came here on the asteroid and stayed under like for real yeah um born on may 16th of 1966 she's the youngest of the jackson family and yes that is the jackson five and michael jackson and you know the rest uh she's an american singer songwriter and actress and the jackson five were just her brothers but she was actually the youngest of nine. Oh yeah which is crazy. i forget how many siblings there are there. yeah so it was five boys four girls and she was the youngest of all of them and when the Jackson 5 signed a record deal, the whole family moved from Indiana to Los Angeles in 1969. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, she was in L.A. her whole life. Like, she was there starting at age three. So she really doesn't remember anything pre-L.A. Right. Also, my mom was born this year, which is kind of fun. But it's also the year John Lennon died. Oh. Yeah. That was Janet Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Reincarnated. Reincar- Actually, it was not the year John Lennon died. I did that bad <laughs> math. Chris, you covered him. I did. God. And I just realized that. I even wrote it out. And I was like, wow, so crazy. You silly girl. Um, Okay, so. Anyways. Just my mom being born. That's fun. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> 
Same with gate history. No, okay. honestly, sometimes, like, you've done it a few times where you're like, that's the year my mom was born. Like, you've done it, like, at least three or Anything four times 19, now. It's, like, just lot, you know, when you're, like, related to something, like, your brain has, like, those relations to certain big events. I could not tell you what year my parents were born. Oh, my God. Could not tell you. I know their birthday. It's just not their birth year. Could not fucking tell you, dude. Okay, well confession secret secret corner i also didn't know my parents birth year until like college i like made it a goal to remember like for what i don't know I for this just, for i like, just like felt bad i was like <laughs> i know my parents are this old but i can't do math anyway it's fine you're fine <laughs> yeah. all right so she first appeared on stage in 1974 doing impressions with her brother randy in las vegas for like a gig they were doing and this would lead to producers seeing her and placing her with roles on shows like the TV comedy series Good Times from 1977-1979, A New Kind of Family in 1979, uh, the sitcom Different Strokes from 1984 to 1985, and the teen drama Fame from 1984 to 1985, which is like her big one, I think. Mm-hmm. And with the guidance of her brother Michael, Michael Jackson, she released her debut album, Janet Jackson, in 1982, and the album reached number 84 on the pop charts and had three hit singles, including Young Love and Give Your Love to Me. Classics. Classics. Janet scored her first major success in 1986 with Control that was released on the A&M label. The album Control was produced with the writing production team of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and they sold 8 million copies worldwide and featured the number one single, When I Think of You, as well as the top five title track, What You Have Done For Me. It was nominated for three Grammy Awards and nine American Music Awards, and it won two American Music Awards. Jackson like had this new and assured style and a stage presence and a dancing ability that were like all showcased. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the videos, like music videos for these songs. And basically it was just like combining to make her superstar central. Absolutely. When you got the voice and you got the moves. Dude, the fucking star power. Exactly. Definition star power. Her next album. Oh, wait. Side note. The, I thought it was just like a fun little tidbit. Her choreography was done by paula abdul of course it also fucking was. american idol of fucking course it <laughs> was dude i was like fuck this is amazing dude paula abdul mm. mommy mom okay so her next album janet jackson's rhythm nation 1814 what an insane title okay <laughs> and it said that like the title referred to the year that the national anthem was like supposedly made she said Anyways, I'm making a new national oh, anthem, yeah, and we said new. yes. We said yes, ma'am. We're like, okay. <laughs> we, we just said, listened. We said aye aye. <laughs> Salute. And it was like a socially conscious thing, and it was also produced and co-written by Jam and Lewis, the production yeah. team from before. And it won three American Music Awards, made Janet the first artist to have seven top five singles, like top five hits from an album. Mm-hmm seventh that's crazy that's an insane um and she would also embark on her first tour in the spring of 1980 Mm -hmm. um sorry 1990 can't read how so she was not that old at this time right like how when did you say she was born 66 oh yeah so she was like like she was still very young very all of these under 30 yeah 
She signed with Virgin Records in March of 1991, and at that time, it was the largest recording contract in history at $32 million. Mm. Big. What the fuck? Yeah, in 1991. How much is that today? Oh, God, I do not know. I always like knowing. I'm going to look it up. It's almost a billion. Oh, it's, my God. It's 720. <sighs> it's over 720 million. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah. Okay. I get it, Janet. That's fine. Damn. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. This- I just like when <laughs> I like can't even fathom that much. That's money. why I like it because I'm like knowing the conversion because I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Inflation is insane. Fuck, Where do we live? That's what? insane. I just need the gas price to go down, please. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. So in the summer of 1993, she unveiled her fifth album titled Janet and also had her first lead big screen role in the drama Poetic Justice, co-starring rapper Tupac Shakur. Mm-hmm. The film was directed by John Singleton, who had received two Oscar nominations for writing and directing his debut feature, Boys in the Hood. So, Slaying. big guy, yeah. I like how they call- they said the sensual Janet. Mm-hmm. The album sold more than six million copies and featured That's the Way Love Goes... If and any time, any place. And the anytime, any place became her 14th gold single, tying her at the time with Aretha Franklin as the female solo singer with the most gold singers or singles. It's just like. That's insane. Mother. Yeah, she literally. Is, she mothered so fucking hard. So hard. Like, please. Her sixth full length studio release that. Edgy The Velvet Rope in 1997 brought her suggestive style to a whole new level, generating some impressive buzz with lyrics about open sexuality, online alienation, childhood pain, loss, depression, and belonging. So now she's like, she was in stardom doing all the fun stuff, Mm -hmm. kicking ass. Yes. And now she's like, here are my feelings. And good. (laughs) Yeah, and good. And she continued on her acting career with a role opposite Eddie Murphy in the blockbuster comedy The Nutty Professor 2, which I love that movie. I forgot she was in that. Oh my god, so good. And she also scored another pop number one hit with the bouncy soundtrack single Doesn't Really Matter. And a year later, she would release the hit album All For You, which like the velvet rope was more sexually explicit than her earlier releases so she's kind of moving into that which she's getting saucy saucy which is key for what's coming up hell yeah yes the success for all of you and her subsequent world tour from that also an 80 million recording deal with virgin so it upped the price Mm -hmm. put jackson back on top of the pop world so she was like the leader Again, mother. Yeah, literally. Our president, our lord and savior. Exactly. So this is all like, here we are, year 2000. She's on top of the world, year 2000. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to to the other side of the equation. And I don't need to talk about him so much, but let's just a little talk about <laughs> Justin Timberlake. And we know who he is, but like, where in life is he at this point? So... He began his career as a child star on the Mickey Mouse Club alongside Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, which is crazy. In 1995, he became the teen heartthrob with the pop group NSYNC. 
And yep, that you've talked about. Mm -hmm. And we know that they had a very successful run in the 1990s. And then in 2002, Timberlake went solo, releasing his own album, Justified. And he proved that he could stand alone with the Granny Wimby album and continued his success as a solo artist with Future Sex and Love Sounds from 2006 and the two-part The 2020 Experience in 2013 and Man of the Woods in 2018. So he's still creating albums. I'm just sorry to say mm-hmm. I'm a hater. Justin Timberlake, you would be nothing without Timbaland. You would be yes. absolutely nothing without yes. Mr. Sir Timbaland. No you would comment. Be, you would be nothing. No comment. Anyways. But comment, yes, I'm co- That's I my... I'm, I'm a hater right now. It's fine. (laughs) It's totally justified. Not his album. Um, And he also proved himself to be a talented actor, Mm -hmm. along with being a singer, um, starring in Alpha Dog in 2006, The Social Network in 2010, and In Time in 2011. I remember seeing him in The Social Network. I actually have seen that movie. I thought he was pretty good. No, he was very good. He's, He's a great actor. I'll give it to him. I love him in rom-coms, though. I think, what was that one with, was it with Mila Kunis? No Strings Attached. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I've only seen, like, parts and pieces of that one. Okay, that's fair. So, he's just, like, Miss Jackson. Like, great singer, solo singer, and hitting pretty big roles. No, I can't even lie to you. Like, I was in. I was in when, like, I was a child and listening to this music like i was i was there i was sad if i can like wipe all the parts of my brain that i know about justin timberlake and listen to the 2020 experience it's a great thing oh that used to be my favorite album Mm, but Um, here we are conflicted so like i said in 2002 he decided to pursue his solo career and he debuted with the hit song like i love you and with this year later released justified and it features the hits Cry Me a River and Rock Your Body. And that sold 7 million copies worldwide. And he received two Grammy Awards in 2004 for Best Pop Vocal Album and Best Male Pop Vocal Performance. And it's also said, and I know she writes about it in the book, which we'll talk about later, but Cry Me a River was a response to his ended relationship with Britney Spears. Um, Boo. And, like, this... They were like the it couple for a moment. Yeah. Jeans on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. And the spotlight berated Britney Spears tenfold more than it did Justin after this breakup. Um, Are we shocked? No. And we see this like cyclical thing where mm-hmm. he gets off clean and whoever's the woman in his life does not like skate free. No. So no consequences. But he's performing songs about this already pre this Super Bowl incident. Mm hmm. All right, so let's jump to the Super Bowl. So these are two people like on top of their game, very well-known, successful actors, solo artists. Mm-hmm. So the year is 2004. They come together for the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I really wish I looked up who was playing, but I didn't. I'm who sorry. Cares? We are not, We're not a, sports, a podcast. sports podcast. I will <laughs> refuse to go there. I'm just going to hand it off to one of our sports guys. We need um, a sports, uh, you know how we have like musical theater. Yeah. Uh, consultant. Consultant correspondent correspondent i'm pretty well versed in sports like i can take on this i just like did not care to no it needs to be an outside person it. that we can True. text because i think that'd be funnier none of our friends like sports i know because we have a roommate what what that was my outside voice i'm the gym friend that was my outside voice i'm the gym friend okay okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> that was really scary sorry i'm just like 
we really had to take a hard left turn here, like mood wise. <laughs> I'm feeling weird. I'm feeling weird. <laughs> it was a thrilling and dynamic performance. Honestly, one to remember regardless of what could have happened. We're going to have to watch this after, too. Yes. However, during the last bit of the performance, there was a wardrobe malfunction in which there was supposed to be a costume change, but it went horribly wrong. When Timberlake was supposed to perform a bodice-ripping stunt to reveal Jackson's red lace bra, because remember, she's in her spicy moment. Yes. The garment collapsed and exposed her bare breast live on television on the one day that everyone is fucking watching. A statement in Jackson's own words confirmed the denials by MTV, which produced the concert, CBS, which aired it, and the National Football League, the NFL, that the networks or football officials had any advanced knowledge of the stunt. Quote, the decision to have a costume reveal at the end of my halftime show performance was made after final rehearsals, she said. Oh, I see. Yes. Key. Not approved. Okay, I see, I see. So they were trying to do something a little edgy because she was in her, like, little edgy girl era. I see, I see, I see. Yes. Quote, MTV was completely unaware of it. It was not my intention that it go as far as it did. I apologize to anyone offended, including the audience, MTV, CBS, and the NFL. Justin Timberlake would sound less apologetic, telling Access Hollywood's Pat O'Brien after the game. Access Hollywood. Dude, Access Hollywood. Oh, my God. Quote, Hey, man, we love giving you all something to talk about. Yo, kill your... Sorry. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is it your last day? <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't ever, like, count your fucking days. Literally, count that. Janet Jackson acknowledged that she and Justin Timberlake planned the costume reveal that scandalized viewers at their Super Bowl halftime performance. And this prompted an investigation by the Federal Communications Commission. The FCC. The big guys. The FCC states... Federal law prohibits obscene, indecent, and profane content from being broadcast on the radio or TV. Now, to clarify, obscene content does not have protection by the First Amendment. For content to be ruled obscene, it must meet a three-pronged test established by the Supreme Court. One, it must appeal to an average person's pruent interest. Two, it must depict or describe sexual content in a patently offensive way, and three, taken as a whole, lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. Okay. To be indecent content, it must portray sexual or excretory organs or activities in a way that is patently offensive, but does not meet the three-pronged test for obscenity. Profane content includes grossly offensive language that is considered a public nuisance. So those are the three things that the FCC is like, this is how we judge what happens. Yeah. So not only did they judge this as indecent exposure on national broadcasting television, but it was also obscene because it wasn't artistically valuable in the eyes of the the FCC. So I would have to disagree. I know. Well, they would disagree with you. Well, (laughs) so Miss Jackson was punished. She was disinvited from the Grammys the following weekend and has never been invited back to perform at the Super Bowl. She was also blacklisted by the company that owned Viacom, MTV. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And CBS Radio and forced to resign from an ABC film per SB Nation. 
Fuck that. Yes. Radio stations rushed to add Jackson's new single, Just a Little While, from her upcoming album, uh, which was to come out, like, in March. Mm -hmm. So a month after. So they rushed to add it to playlists on the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday through her label. And they cited the leak of the single to the internet for its decision to ship the song to radio. So they literally oh, leaked it. Oh, damn. That's fucked. Yeah. TiVo issued a press release calling Jackson's Flash the most viewed and reviewed moment in the digital video recording company's history. Okay, so like TiVo must have been kind of new at that point because that was when like you first were able to record and stop and pause yeah. and rewind things. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Bad. God. Network execs wrung their hands over the unwanted federal attention at the time when Congress was considering multiplying the FCC fines for indecency tenfold. Oh, yeah. And New York Times reports on this. And USA Today reports that jewelry stores and piercing studios saw increased customer interest in silver sunburst shaped nipple shields. Oh, that's kind of slay. Dude. So Timberlake, on the other hand, suffered no consequences. He attended the Grammys that year that she was not invited Literally to. Literally a week later. Yep. And won two awards, the ones that I mentioned before. And he performed at the Super Bowl again in 2018, as we know. Fucking. I remember people being so like, yo, what the fuck? Is he fucking mm -hmm. actually going there again? Mm -hmm. And in 2017, when it was announced that he would be performing at the Super Bowl in February of 2018, the hashtag justice for Janet emerged on social media with many calling for Timberlake to publicly apologize for the infamous wardrobe malfunction in 2004. And he addressed the controversy in an interview. He said he had patched things up with Jackson over any lingering resentment from the incident. And Janet has also come forth saying that there is no bad blood. But I also think, this is me thinking now. She's bigger than me. That it must be for keeping the peace publicly. Like her publicist might have advised her to be like... Well, he also keep it cool, especially because she lost airtime and so many gigs. Yeah, absolutely. Like she's the quote bad guy in the situation. Exactly. So if she's like being like, I don't forgive you. Like mm -hmm. people would further villainize her. But it's also like, I don't know if you get into this, but Justin Timberlake's whole fucking career is based on like copying black artists. And I think that just like adds insult to injury. Yeah. That he just like fucking was like anyways we're fine i did mm -hmm. it in private and i don't need to apologize to her publicly or anything like that because like we're fine and she's fine yeah and like she still has to sit here and be like i'm good we're good mm -hmm. exactly even though like there's just no fucking way no way no fucking no way. way and he did apologize like right after the incident not right after it took him like two years but he apologized for the super bowl incident in 2006 admitting in an mtv interview that he quote could have handled it better and added if there was something i could have done in her defense that was more than i realized then i would have i probably got 10 percent of the blame and that says something about society Pfft, don't homie on society bro. also like you still could do something at this point yeah. he's like sorry i didn't do anything and this is the like fact babe it's not a one and done yeah. just do something now that she was literally like the top performing pop artist of the time dude on par with gold fucking hits with Aretha Franklin had the largest record deal in the world. Yeah. And a nip slip on national television that wasn't even her own fault. 
and she lost gigs, was not invited to the Grammys. Like, how does also, someone like, that high get knocked down so far from like people are just waiting for a reason to knock down a woman in a powerful position? Oh my god, that's really what it is. And the Sorry fact to that say. like people didn't want to give more to Justin, like I'm so taken aback. Like, are we crazy? I know it's kind of one thing to be like society is this way and that way, but it's like another thing to kind of see it in action in this like grand mm-hmm. way. Yes, where you're just like, all right, like here we are again. Like, what are we? Okay, yeah. I'm sure if like this happened even now, it would be like kind of a similar reaction yeah. on his part. And on, yeah, like, literally, it's just like the fucking yeah. And there are people who are literally pedophiles, and they're like, here's another award. Why don't you host? Why don't you host? Why don't you do this and that? It's like, guys, no what are we doing? Except for the person whose nipple it is. We're going to all what stay here in this room and we're going to fix this. We're okay? Gonna, we're going to sit down we're gonna and sit think down about it. And we're going to fix this, guys. I know we can. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know we can. Yeah, that says something about society. Shut up. Ew, shut up. So, as you know, they are both still carrying on with their careers. Yeah. She's like, fine, but it's also like, ugh. She could have been better. Like, she did not have to lose all these gigs because of something that was not her fault. Not. Also, FCC, fuck you. Also, like... It's It's an accident. It's not like they were doing... uh, I get it. Also, like, a little nipple. Who cares? The amount of wardrobe malfunctions that women face versus men and the fact that they literally get fined over it. Yeah. Also, I remember, like, when I first, like... We were obviously very young when this happened, Mm -hmm. but, like, I remember first, like, kind of learning that this had happened, Mm -hmm. and I was under the assumption that she was, like, full tots out, like, shaking them around like a nut. I literally, like, have seen, I'm sorry, I've seen a picture. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a quarter of a nipple. Yeah. It was, like... They caught it. it they was caught like it pretty quick. Nothing. She caught it immediately. Like mm-hmm. it was just like the slightest little teeny tiny nip slip. And it's not like it doesn't happen. It's like you also can't. Like, again, there's like there's probably like a shirtless performer, like male performer, yeah. like a year before some shit like that. Like it's like a nipple. Exactly. Free the nip. Have has anyone seen Harry Styles lately? The nipples are. He's insane. got all four of them out. He has all fucking four <laughs> nipples all four out. out, bro. And no one's coming for him. No one would ever. Like, put some pasties on those nipples. Oh, my God. So, you know, they're fine now, unfortunately. Uh, Maybe one day, well, we'll talk about it more, but we'll save it for another episode. There needs to be more backlash in modern times for JT. I think he's getting his Um, comeuppance because he's literally, like, getting trolled constantly. (laughs) Ha, trolled. (laughs) (laughs) But he is. Nice. But that he was is. Good. That was good. Fucking Will Schuster ass motherfucker. Literally. So it's just, I thought it was worth bringing up because. Yeah. Classic case of, again, women facing all the backlash when it comes to anything remotely scandalous in the industry, let alone on national television. And I say let Britney and Janet perform in the 2024 Super Bowl. Sorry, Usher. <sighs> I want them to perform together. And oh. I want there to be like a Justin Timberlake face, like, like on fire, just like yeah, like I want it to like burst into flames, and them to just be like singing in the rain. Okay. I want the full I'm performance. There. Yeah, like we're setting Usher it up. will call you next year. Usher, just we know right you're now. always gonna be here. We know you're always gonna bust and out I'll those say, fucking yeah, moves. Yeah, that's what he'll say to us. I just need him to move out. Yeah, it's like yeah, 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 Usher. Yeah, but also yeah, like uh, do that next that year, babe. I love you dearly, but like do it we'll next year. We'll call you again, but we'll this year we need you. this. You are 
fine. So, yeah. I loved that you covered that. I was like, you know, this seems too fun and too relevant not to cover. I'm also uh, glad that you ended. Yes. (laughs) Well, we will definitely be doing like a play-by-play on the Super Bowl halftime performance because we (gasps) did it last year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We didn't even think about that last year. That's a great idea. We did it. Maybe like it's we will be sharing our opinions if we we live record our reaction to the you know what i think would be really funny if because i might depending on like what day it is Mm -hmm. if i'm in town sunday she's leaving for my birthday it's on the 11th i think we should set up our mic like us (laughs) mic if everyone else is here that's fine yeah because we can hear them in the background okay but we should just like talk as it's happening oh my gosh I will seriously I yes. do like a live play by play. No, that's what I was just saying. We should, right? And we can we can um we can post it as like a little extra tidbit. I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah, just I for think shits that'd be and gigs. Silly. Um but I think we'll do that because okay. I you want your sports casters, you got them. Um, your favorite sports casters. This is embarrassing again. Okay. Embarrassing part two, but I'm also kind of about it right now. I have my Music vibe of the week mm-hmm. says nostalgic dad blasting classic rock while grilling on a Sunday afternoon. That is the most you one you've ever had. Come on. I wait. Where's that fucking picture of you in the apron that my dad has like the grill apron and it has like compartments for like your beer and shit. Yes. And then you your, have like a little twee in there. You're I have a twisted tea. Yeah. Your dad has that photo. I do not have that photo. I think I have that photo somewhere. Someone has it. Or maybe Gabe does. I think Gabe has it. Someone does. We'll find it. All right. That's like literally your vibe this week. Because my top artist and my only top artist was Greta Van Fleet. No. Clarice. (laughs) No. I love them so much. Are you kidding me? No. I love them so much. Wait. I have to pull it up. Okay. All I think of when I think of Greta Van Fleet. Sorry, I can't say talk. I know either. what you're gonna do. Can I can I so, do my impression? And I don't have to say one. See where we've been. Yeah. Just hold my hand and stay a while. You have to do like the weird head jerking as well. Where we've been. <laughs> Won't you hold my hand and stay a while? whoa so good <laughs> you just blew my ears out Sorry. i love them the fact that they sound like van halen reincarnate freaks me out i totally disagree with you dude they sound just like they belong like they were born in the wrong era like it, it sounds like they're making an impression of like a rock band yeah but it's their real I sound like them sorry I, you know it's fine i i really they're kicking ass they're our age which is it's like worse I want any dad <laughs> listening to this right now, a dad that's oh, interesting to so that's good. interested in music. I want every variation of dad. I want a grill dad. I want like a Hawaiian shirt dad. I want a business dad. I want a surfer dude dad. That might tie in with the Hawaiian shirt. I think you're I just describing. All, no, sh- sh- I want all the different types of dads, and I want them to all have a band together. They each have to be a different dad, though. Pot dad drunk dad all of those i want them to each yeah i want them to all be in a band together emotionally unavailable dad exactly and then physically unavailable and then it's just called somebody's dad and then they do like like classic dad rock covers 
Oh. Like, I want that. I need this band to be a thing. I, I can't this, be in it. I'm not a dad. Your dad's already on it. Tony's My dad, I have pitched this band idea to him for like the last like six or seven years of my oh life my god he does not think it's as funny Dude. It, can you just imagine somebody's now now coming to the stage is somebody's dad every fucking dad walks out and they play fucking you know there's dads sweet child of mine that's a shout out to my mom she loves that song but fucking are you kidding me? That would be, that would so be the, good. But like, they can't be great. They have to be just okay. Yes. They have to be just like. I a, think the world good. would really like a boy band that was dads. Somebody's dad. I need. I anyone can take that. Tm. Please no. just give me a little bit of money. Just like. Yeah, we're for tming that. We're tming no, like, that. They, so they can buy it from us. They can buy it from me. I'm protecting no, you. That's like too much work. I don't care. No, no I do. I just like want to see it. I want to see it happen. True. But I do, I would maybe like a nice car. Somebody's dad. Somebody's dad. It's like, fuck yeah. She's got eyes. In it. Come on. Like, sweet child of mine, but yeah. like, a note is wrong. No, like, it needs to be like good. Like, it can't be like cringe. It has just to like, just a few wrong notes. They just, just have to be, be like real. slightly stiff. Stay <laughs> All right. My vibe this week oh, is very, also very me. Okay. Angelic harmonies, fierce vocals, and poppy beats. Oh, my. Oh, my. Um, they Wizard of oz you on that one. They really That's a good did. one. Um, I've been listening to a lot of an artist named Alex Isley. She's kind of in like the... It's almost like kind of like lo-fi beat, but it's like very R&B as well. Very, very soothing to listen to. Nice. Um, But I also have been... Sorry, you guys are going to hate me for this. I don't really like Ariana Grande's new single. Yes, and... I haven't heard it. Okay. I don't think it's making waves. I don't care about the cheating thing. Don't care. That's a that's beside the point. SpongeBob. Anyone that knows SpongeBob, me, Bob. Anyone that knows me knows I would kill a man for Ariana Grande. We know. Okay, move along. (laughs) I think that she's like she tried to hop on like the pop house beat thing. Okay. I don't think she did it poorly. I don't think it's a bad song. Okay. I just don't think she like fully committed to the genre. And I also yeah. think that she didn't do anything new with it. I'm just comparing it to her like other like lead like album lead mm-hmm. single. Yeah. The light is coming. Okay. That fucking song, when everyone first heard it, everyone was like, that's weird. That's a weird fucking song. Cause it was like the production was weird. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, but she committed to it. Mm-hmm. And now listening back on it, I was like, that was fucking cool. That, that was, was a cool ass song. Yeah. I don't think the this same one happened. kind of fell a little flat for me. Okay, that's fair. I think like with this, like I don't know. She kind of was like, hey, I, but I know. have been listening to it, hoping that maybe I do think the lyrics in it are quite okay. fun. That's but cool. again, it's like it's very. I had to listen to it many times before I like really was hearing the lyrics, and that's like not. Not even about her weird enunciation, because I do think that's gotten a lot better since Wicked. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> Can you tell I had coffee like two hours ago? Gravity, but Ariana Grande. She doesn't sing that song. That's not her character. Oh, shit. She's Glinda. Popular. No, oh, she's popular. Mm-hmm. That's right. Damn. Well, um, 
so you anyway. know we're she's venturing into new genres i'm just hoping this is like a phase no i don't You're care like, about the genre just like commit to it girl okay that's fair commit to the bit just like commit to it just that's go a, that's a, go good, a little harder that is a great life lesson she was just commit kind of like to the bit commit to the fucking bit dude if anything else commit to the fucking bit i'm gonna put that over my door yeah there's a, there's a really good space for a frame that just says commit to the bit. You're so right. Why haven't I done it? I don't know. It's going to happen. You haven't committed to the bit yet. I haven't committed. <laughs> the bit. The bit. Clarice <laughs> wakes up in a cold sweat tonight. The bit. The bit. I forgot about it. Um, um, okay. Well. <laughs> um, um, well, we well ha- that was fun. That was fun. Guys, it's almost our year anniversary. I know we talked about it last time, but I'm so excited. But I'm so excited. Not to make another cake. Um, we would love it. Love it so much. But um, yeah, thank you for sticking with us for this long. I know we're just like cuckoo banana <sighs> crazy. not too long. We got two stories in there. I feel no, so- I just mean like over this oh, year. Yes. You it's not our girl. year yet. I know, but I just we're like. We're getting there. I'm just like a little emotional about it. Aww. <laughs> Aww. It's just like crazy. I, I don't know. know. It's kind of crazy. It's like not often I commit to something for this long. <laughs> We've committed to this bit. <laughs> me being in like an over five year yeah, relationship. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> but that, again, is very out of character for me. I don't know. <laughs> like, I never commit to anything. I really don't. Finished college. Barely moved out to LA. Five year relationship, one year sure. podcast. You're like, I don't commit to anything. Okay, a lot of Dude, that stuff is hard. Uh, it is so committing to the bit is hard. But here we are. You know, at least it's not our last day. Don't, We'd live to see don't. another day. I don't like it. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> Sometimes it's so sh- it's mean. bad that it's. I don't like funny. it. It's mean. <laughs> All right. Well. We'll see you next week. We have a very special <gasps> guest next yes, week. The, a long-awaited guest. A long-awaited. Can we drop the name? Sophie. Sophie. Uh, 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 We've talked about her uh, so much. Uh, uh, Amazing bassist. Truly an icon of the world. And she's my roommate also, so whenever we record. She was one of my first friends at Berkeley. Oh, my God. Same here. I remember yeah. when I first met Sophie, too. There's um, a picture of us, like... Uh, with like a group of other like there's like three or four other people yes and we are teeny tiny babies it's like a week and a half into college and i'm sitting on the ground and she's like standing next to me and we're just kind of cheesing i need to find that picture i remember it (laughs) i I remember that we bonded over the fact that we were both the tallest individual in our triple dorm situation and we both got the top fucking bunk I literally love my tall babies. Yeah. My Can't. tall Leos. Oh, yeah. We're two days apart. That's match made in heaven. Me with Leos once again. Again. I love a Leo. <laughs> so she's coming on next week for a really good story that she has. Honestly, she, since we started this pod and like started inviting people dibs on, on it, yeah, since the beginning, literally a year. So it's a long time. She's like, coming. you're not allowed to talk about this one. I, if I'm to come on, I have to talk about this, and I'm like, I won't touch it then. Yeah, and the day is the day is here, and it will be our funniest episode confirmed because Sophie is probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah, yeah, it's right. coming. It's happening. So, so get excited for that. Get, excited get for mentally that. prepared for that. And then the week after, well, book club. We'll book club. We'll book club. Is everyone reading their book? Everyone be, be, you better be fucking reading. 
Be prepared. I can't stalk all you guys on Goodreads, but uh, I can. You can. I can. I know what you're doing. I already know. Drop your Goodreads at. Drop. God, can we figure out an ending for this? No. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> mm, is that your last day? <laughs> like what you hear feel free to leave us a review on apple podcasts rate and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts tell us what you think on our twitter or instagram at record crimes pod have a suggestion or something you want to hear on the podcast send us an email at record crimes pod at gmail.com